Good afternoon, good day, good night, wherever you are in the world. Welcome back to another episode of the Million Dollar Converse podcast. On this episode, we have serial entrepreneur, Mr. Tajay Mohan, joining us. Um, Tajay, how are you doing today? First of all, how are you doing? Well, greetings. First, thanks for having me. And, you know, the afternoon now, going to the evening, I'm feeling good. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So mm-hmm. let's just get right into this, um, Tajay. So doing a little pre-research before the interview, I don't necessarily like doing research on my guests. I know it's, it's against the grain, but I like to experience the story or the come up in real time. So I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't stress trying to collect in much information in the beginning. So right now I'm a blank slate, and I want you to educate me on you know who Tajay Mohan is, and what was the motivation in even going into business. All right, uh, you know I am such a. Well, to me, I think I'm a very interesting character, but a little nutshell. I'm 30 years old. And as I say, I'm a serial entrepreneur and business owner. Owner probably around maybe seven, eight businesses presently and growing. But uh, basically, life started in Manchester for me. Um, and I was about, give or take, around 10 years ago, I was a firefighter. Spent five years within the Jamaica Fire Brigade. And, you know, I learned some form of discipline there. But even though life was good and fulfilling, serving Jamaica and helping people, I really felt like there was more for me. And my potential is really, you know, creating business ideas, solving a problem. And in that position, I was not able to do as, as much as I wanted to, which leads me into business. So on a personal level, no, I am a, you know, a ambitious, driven, self-motivated, <laughs> I would say impulsive. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm the type of person that jump first and then figure out how am I, how am I gonna land? So I <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So yep. that's really it. It's not healthy, but that's how I live. And yeah, I, figure, in a I work, I work, I work better under pressure, so that's my sweet spot. Okay, okay, so, okay. Yeah. So after you jump and you realize you're not on a parachute, you want to know, you want the pressure for tell you off. Yeah, someone just a bill of play and I fly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I mean, that's good. Um, so. Walk That's us how through, my business started. Walk, walk us to the transition from the firefighter to your first business. What was that transition like? And what was that first business? All right. Well, when I was in the fire brigade, I enjoyed shipping in terms of shopping online, I would say. Shopping online, uh, clearing, the, the whole process was rather interesting and, and changing environment every day. And that's why I like the fire brigade because you don't really get the same thing every day. Maybe mm-hmm. this day you're going there, get some fire, you get a bushfire, tomorrow you get a house, which I'm not saying those are good, but you know, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It, the environment changes. So yeah. it's rather interesting for me rather than sitting in the office doing the same thing every day. So mm-hmm. that's where I know I had to be in a dynamic situation within my life. So... I like the shipping thing, and I actually, when I started, I was doing it through another guy, business. Mm. So, um, so you were the middleman at the time. Yeah, so I was doing it really for myself first, you know, and then I saw that, you know, other people uh, could benefit from this, and I could benefit monetarily. Mm. I wasn't really thinking on a big scale, and I just that's the first step into business. So. I was doing it through somebody, as I say, a middleman. And, you know, it came to a mutual understanding. And apparently, within the process and maybe a few months of doing the business, I don't know what happened, but from my point of view, what happened was I was 
growing or whatever business I was doing through him was growing. So, mm-hmm. you know, the mutual agreement kind of changed where he's now charging me more. Oh, so he saw that you were making more money. And I said, wait, him not to make so much money. <laughs> so, yeah, so, but at the end of the day, he might charge me for as much things as me run through him. So he would have benefited if me make $10, oh, he would make something yes. more. So in right. my view, everything would be good. I made a good day. They who are on the thing would have done good too. Right. So anyway, so the price, they do, when I raise the price, they kind of sink me because now me have to raise it and my customers will have and it never work out now because they would say, you know, every time I go, go to a different place where they actually right. get a base, a base price. Understood. So then I just do a little research and and then start my own thing from there. And I ran it for about, say, about two years. Mm-hmm. And that was actually my transition period where, you know, because everything I had to do, I had to learn it by myself. And I could, I, I, could, I could happily say that that was my first failure in business because that business kind of failed, but it didn't fail because of lack of um, customers or lack of um, revenue or whatever, but it failed because the business grew faster than how I could. Oh, I, wow. Yeah. So so it was scaling yeah. faster than what you could manage at the time. Yeah, because what happened then, I was still within the fire brigade and I was trying to juggle that nine to five um, after, after I left. Because sometimes even in the fire truck with the siren on me and so call and I make order for, for customers and all of that stuff. So, you know, it started from there and then on my day off, I have to go to work and I clear things and I have to deliver. I felt like literally doing 10 man job. And wow. that was really the first business. So I never know that when it's a grow, you have to hire people and you know, have to set system into place. Me just to try to do everything myself, which would which kind of overwhelm me, and then the service kind of start get um, unreliable because one me have to deliver when we have work to do and all of that. And within the same breath, I importing motor vehicle and for vehicle sales. So I went to a position now where I had to choose what was bringing the most revenue and then start from there. So that's really how the car business started. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then everything else would just really fall into place from that. Earlier, early you mentioned being in the, in the fire engine and answering calls and taking orders. Like, like that's just crazy. Um, <laughs> and now, now knowing that you manage eight businesses, just, just step it, stepping out of that, sticking up in that um, chapter of life, thinking about now managing eight businesses, like how, how you allocate the time to, to manage all of these effectively. Well, as I said, with the first business, it grew, uh, it grew faster than I, I grew. Mm-hmm. And what happened there, I'm a type of person, I like to reflect. So mm-hmm. even if I made a mistake or something never go right, may, when I get the time now to really sit and refresh my mind, I think about you know, how, what I could have done better, what was the issue, why certain things happened and whatever. So I knew then and there that that was a problem. I only have 24 hours in my day and it's hard to do 10-person job with only 24 hours. And you really cannot operate fully at, in 24 hours either. Mm. So the, the solution that I came up with that is really creating internal systems, um, getting the, the right teammates, the company and you know that's really the the transition i made to manage everything up to now so it's really systems and people so, so, so uh, yeah go ahead yeah man so the the mohan venture capital um Taji, is, yeah, it a, is it a that's case a where company. that's a peering company right so is it a case where you are directly involved with all of these you say you have an internal team right Mm-hmm. But it's a case where you are directly involved in some of these businesses or you hold a director status and, as your name suggests, you invest capital in these businesses. Or were you the um, one? 
right, for the Mount Venture, well, actually, the first company was Atlas Logistics Center, which, because yeah. um, I'm a forward thinker, and I, I'm thinking 10 years down the line today, mm. right? Because right. the Mount Venture um, slo- uh, slogan is investing in the future today. So it's like, that's how m- my makeup is. So for the Mount Venture Capital, it's really inject. Is it, that's a part of the business that I'm thinking to do later on. But for now, I'm really fully involved in every every sector that I'm in, and I'm fully operational in every one of them. So don't oh. go if I wash care, we can do it. If I service people, we can do it. So every part of it, I have enough inform, enough knowledge and experience in everything. But it just I don't goes... do, I don't do them anymore. But yeah, man. I have the... <laughs> it, it, go, it goes back to, to hiring personnel to do the yeah. so you as one person can a 10 person job, even though you might know how to how to do this in the business or do that in the business, you have to get the, the right personnel to basically um ensure that the, the, the overseeing of the operations are 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 going through mm-hmm. because you only have the 24 hours. Yeah, and not only that, remember a lot of these fields that mm-hmm. Um, and businesses that I operate, they are specialized field, and I don't have the the level of knowledge to do it efficient as who I want. So you really have to hire these professionals to do. Because if I engineer here, if I know parts, so at the end of the day, I don't know everything. So I rather have people around me that does, and we work it out from there. So, so but, you, you you mentioned sorry to interrupt, but but you mentioned earlier that you're impulsive <laughs> you like to jump on opportunities when you see it it's a good and a bad thing right okay. and because it's a good and a bad thing then you open yourself up to both extremely good and extremely bad experiences right so you know other than the shipping experience that you told us earlier um were there any experiences that you had whether good or bad that resonated with you because of that um, same impulse that you have? Well, honestly, the impulsiveness does not get me into trouble. What gets me into trouble is uh, I learn on the fly. So I don't, I don't have somebody that, you know, consults with me and somebody that guides me. I really learn from experience. And at the end of the day, once you're on top of the company or at the head, everything really drops on your shoulder, whether you're there or not. Because at the end of the day, any issue that happened within any of these um, companies, I have to answer for everything. So what I do is whichever managers and supervisors we have, I have, I have to get a daily report from each sector of my business, from each person. So I can look at it at the end of the day and know exactly what happened. So at any given time, I still know what is happening within my companies without me being even there. But for the impulsive side, what I mean by impulsive is on a, on a technical level is that, let's say, I'm in the real estate now and so far I feel like I'm doing well. So let's say I see a, a, an opportunity of a property. I just get up and buy it and then figure out what I'm going to do with the next like the trucking business about about five truck and I don't make a dollar from it but I know at the end of the day I'm going to do with them so I don't really sit down and plan out everything before I do it I just know in the back of my head that this is what I'm going to do sometime so let me start preparing for that from now I know a lot of people calculate say alright I can't go do this and then no make no money from it or are not generating income. So it's not wise to do at least right I'm with that person that does it anyways and then mobilize it after. So do you see yourself as having like a, a higher level business instinct when it comes to certain things? Because um the confidence that it would take to to basically see that opportunity and maybe not um assess it fully. But, you know, you still, you still take a chance on it, or is it just the risk taker in you? Well, as an entrepreneur, risk, it, it, it really fears with your level of risk that you're willing to take. And my risk level is very high. 
So, mm-hmm. risk tolerance is high. But um, I'm the type of person, when I'm doing calculative risk, I always say to myself, what's the worst thing that can happen? You buy up for five truck, the worst thing that can happen, I'm going to sell them back. So, is is not really a very bad thing. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, every business that I have, I, let me see if I can remember all of them after fly. But... <laughs> Atlas Motors. You know, say you say you say that you say 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 you and support Atlas Motors because, you know, we can't sell care and service them. Mm. And the reason for starting the service center was we we have, we do high turnover of motor vehicles, high sales. So it costs a lot of money for back and forth to mechanic and college mechanic and Jamaican people. Well, we know really want to generalize. Yeah, but people are not reliable. Mm. And so, I have to say, you know, I have to make a decision because sometimes I call a man, he must say, hey man, may I come today? When I know say a customer, maybe I'll come tomorrow. I ask them till next week. That's the experience I have personally. Mm-hmm. So I had to make a decision. So I, hear, I need my own mechanic. I need my own equipment. I need my own tools. Do a service center. And then it so happened that there was one selling right next door to me. So I just buy it and then operate a full service center. And after that, you know, I, I, I'm a certified used car um, dealer. So used car I mean that these things are not new and they come down with faults, whether, whether parts need to replace and whole nine yards with that. So that mm-hmm. become another issue to, to my business. So I have to start now, rather than go all over the place, I look on engine or look on um, ball giant or controller or whatever it is. It become a problem because everything is not really, really readily available. So mm. now I start importing containers of parts. Okay. So, and then still sell out because my mind say, you know, uh-huh. first thing I do is protect myself and then make revenue next. So okay. initially it is to make sure it's my thing run good and then whatever mm. sell out that sell. If you're not selling okay. As as a as a businessman operating in industries that require high capital expenditure are you the type of business owner that would like to fund fund um fund these ventures through you know financing or do you use the profits from your own business or your revenues even well um there's there's using other people's money is is a a smart Mm -hmm. and a stupid thing to me a lot mm-hmm. of um, investors and entrepreneurs will say, you know, use other people's money at best thing. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. if things go left, you still have to pay it back. So why right. I don't see the reason why I would have my money to do something and I go borrow people's money, get myself no problem. And because I have an idea, I am willing to use mine because guess what? When I invest my money into something, in the back of my head, is every interest to get it back. Right. When, you get some, when you get something easy, it's it's more likely that you get comfortable and oh, you know okay. both you know push harder. So yeah, at I every you. given time, I prefer to put but, myself under pressure and then I make it back up from there. But conversely, you know, Tajay, people would say that if you have somebody else's money, you would be more motivated to get the money <laughs> back than than your Not money. Really. Your uh, money. Your money is your money, you know. Are you if you have somebody else's money, and you know, say if things go bad, something bad, you know how bad it's gonna be if this turns out for the worst. All right, all right. Let me let me show you the difference now. Right. Mm. Well, for me, I can only talk from my experience. But right. people, me say people, me lend people money on a personal level, on a business level, and things go left. And what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> like. It depends on who you are dealing with, because in idea, you, there's, you want, if you want to go through legal things and waste time and all of that, you will get back on money. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not really worth it, and some people just not here, because in idea, if they don't have it, they don't have it. Right. And so, 
it really depends on the type of person you deal with. So Agreed. for me, if I if I invest everything into something, maybe I'm well want want get back get get back and want to work because I I don't want to be to lose as much as when I invest myself. Agreed. Well, that is just my mental space, really. Other people mm-hmm. may look at it any different, but for me, if I do something, I believe in it. And because I know idea, if you get an investment from somebody, I'm going to say, how much are your money you put up in there? You invest. Mm-hmm. And that's for sure the level of commitment you have to your um, business. Because if you're not putting, you know, putting on your money, preferably put other money because you know, have the confidence to go all out to make sure you reclaim back and this business or this venture that they're going in working. Okay. So that's really my take on that. Is that, is that right. pretty interesting take, yes? Yeah, yeah it's... Okay. it's, it's well, it, well, it, another point, though, before. So yeah. if I were to take somebody money, I have to know that whatever... If I take a million dollars from you, I have to know mm-hmm. whatever I put in, I'm going to make about two million. That's, yeah. that's how I'm going to do it, because I'm going to take, take a liquid, liquid asset from a person and then go throw it into liability. If I put oh. it into assets, we're going to generate more and whatever interest we agree on, whether bank or whatever, it is generating more than that. Because right. it's like, if I'm going to buy, take a million from the bank to buy a vehicle for the drive of one day time, mm-hmm. rather I prefer to take the same money and buy a vehicle, put it on the road around taxi, the monthly payment is 30000 and I'm going to get back 60000 from the taxi. So that to me is an asset move rather than you just borrow, use other people's money if you do something you're not really sure of. Um, you understand? So, whatever, whatever payment term you have, you actually make more from where you use the money, do so rather than take it or put it to tie it up in some, in some business when, when we're not sure about. So, the two points essentially are the type of confidence it would take to even use your capital to, to show that you're serious about reclaiming your investment and then the amount of return that you get has to make sense in order for you to even borrow in the first mm-hmm. place. Yes, so you really have to know exactly what you're doing with it. You know, say, you know, I'm going to invest in something and take other people's money, but yet, you know, already calculate how much you got, how much you return. Because I an idea, if I take somebody's money and may I make, may invest a million dollars and I'm going to get $10, which, which the monthly payment back to the person is 20 mm-hmm. you really are, you really lose. I an idea. You're going to get frustrated and say, you know what? Anything will happen. Because mm-hmm. it's just, it just not working out the way how you plan. So you really have to get a, a foolproof move. Well, it's not really sure, but you just have to align yourself into what you know. So that's why so, a lot of time, even though I diversify, but I diversify because I can, not because I have to or I want to. Mm-hmm. I'm in a position now that I can take a chance and put some money in the stock market. If you want to turn over, I'm not going to care. Because I don't really, that may depend on if you understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So you're willing to lose the money, you say? Yeah. Okay. And okay. I'm a type of person, from, from even from day one, I work around maybe three years before I even buy myself a shirt. And even now, every day, I still make the same sacrifice because to me, in my head, I'm still not there yet. And there are certain mental milestones that I create that will let me know that I am there and I'm very far from where I want to be. So every day for me is still a sacrifice, no matter what I have, is I still get up every day and want to work, maybe not physically, because I'm just and my life is in a stage where I'm working mentally now. Mm. You know, because everything I have to pre-plan, every promotion, every means of marketing, even though I have a marketing team, but I end of the day, I just feel like I have a talent and I end of the day, the business is mine. So 90% of the interest, I still have to show it because I right. day, everybody else is, would be an employee. Right. So they now go, get, go in bed with a business plan and then mine. So right. if the if marketing team say this week, uh, we have a print flyers. I say, all right, this week, print flyers, we still the social media. And I said, so I still have to have impact into, into every avenue that everybody does. So, mm-hmm. so you, for your businesses then, since you have, you know, these mindsets, was it funding each business? Was it a momentum situation where 
the profits from one business you use and start the other. And then yeah. you, just, you just recycle that process over and over until you build the eight. Yeah, basically, because what happened, as I said, as much as the most successful business we have right now, and the real estate is coming, we'll, uh, we'll pass that, I'm sure. But yeah. for now, because we have uh, one, well, in the, in the next five years, I can see us completing around maybe five development. But right now we have one starting by next month. Um, I'm gonna, I'm planning to open a hardware within next month too. And the reason right. why, as it's I was getting nice. to, yeah. But the reason what I, what I was getting to when I said that, you know, the service, the Atlas Motors Service Center, the parts, everything have to support each other. And in my in my view of it, I like to be self-sufficient. Because I can, I can remember I did a, a small development the other day. And when the cement shot, I only could I get one, five bag of cement by when we need 100. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the, these things like this that happen in the economy, which I have no control over, mm-hmm. it, it become a negative impact on my business. So I have to be self-sufficient. No, no say if I have 1,000 bag of cement, my business would come first. And then, you know, we, we deal with customers because I have an idea the business main function is to function, my, is to support my other business. Yeah, I, I noticed that because the, the, this, the nature of the business that you get into, so you start with the, the, the cars, the, the sales, and then if you're selling cars, I need to service, so you start with, you're going to servicing, servicing need parts, so you get to the parts, and then you know that those three can basically be a cycle, and then you move on to real estate. And, and then, and then what happened in that now is, you know, you don't you don't go in it with mm. selling parts, the main business. So if no parts and sell your business, mashup. I had an idea in my head, which every I want every business to be as successful as the next or even more. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel no form of pressure if this if today come and I don't sell no parts because I had an idea. I am keeping my customers happy by um, giving them a, a good operational vehicle with no problem. Yeah. So that is my main concern at all times to make sure my all of my business support my customers as best as possible. Because I, I, I what a what a very highly value is customer service, and I think that that is the reason why I strive so much. Because I put all I tell my team teammate members, listen, customer service supersedes everything. And I, I there's no greater joy to me than you know getting a review on Facebook and social media. Customers call me, I send my message, you know, the team is so good. The other day an entertainer artist came by the car mart and I didn't know, I know them before, and then say, you know, they feel so good that when they came there, they feel like it's ATL and, you know, so that may, that, that personally let me feel good. That should feel good. That, that, that should yeah. feel good. Mm. So, so, with, so with what we realize nowadays, um, Taji, because you mentioned real estate thing, so let's touch on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Real estate in Jamaica, um, construction is extremely explosive, right? We see developments going up, high rises, on every corporate street corner, everywhere. Mm-hmm. We just see buildings, right? So with the competition in the space, in the infrastructure space, you know, how, how do you think you position yourself to, to um, differentiate yourself to your client? I'll look at it this way. If, if I can win a, um, a competition with car, with Carmart, I can win at anything because that's yeah, the most... Yeah, that's the most um, saturated market. But at the end of the day, is honestly, I don't really look and compare myself to other people. What I do is I will admire a few dealership who, who is winning, look what they do, and then we just do it better. So uh-huh. it's just really the, the, the same principle I have when I'm stepping into real estate. And the thing that I, that I want to, people to know me as is not a little care market. And so I want to be a motor vehicle hub. Hence why we have the service center, we have the mechanics, we have the parts, we have the bodywork, we have everything. So is if if something do happen when after you buy one of our vehicles, 
you know that you're covered still. We have record, we have everything. And it's, it's a very, very few amount of dealership has something like that. You know, ATL would be the top one. So probably for, for that full service, we are in the top five in Jamaica that offers everything. So, and then, as I say, we are fully self-sufficient. So being self-sufficient, you can actually be more competitive in the prices, if you understand what I'm saying, because we supply our own parts. So we now forgot all of our place to get it. So if something needs to fit up on the vehicle with it itself, which we can you know, compete with other people that have to go externally to get things done. Oh, okay. So, so when I go back on real estate now, where I have my hardware, so I supply all my, my material. I have my trucks where I go haul my own um, material. So I have equipments. So, so now I can, ease, I can easily compete with any developer in my area for, in terms of prices because I now have a good team of um, specialized persons to, to create and build these um, properties. And I have my own equipment, my own material, everything. So I am in control of what I want to do. Mm. It, it, yeah, so it's some powerful stuff there in terms of the, the, the sort of ecosystem that you develop for your businesses that they're able to do. Mm. Yeah, so and then that gives you the, the most competitive edge because at the end mm. of the day, once you have everything to support and help your customers, they, they have more confidence in supporting your business. And so, so, even, mm-hmm. so, so, so you, right now, um, mm-hmm. just list out the industries that you're in right now, just for the for the business for the businesses that you have. Just list, can you, uh, in your, just well, list out the industries that you're in. Uh, well, let me just let me start earlier. So, uh, the Atlas Motors motor sale. Mm-hmm. You have the service center. You have the auto parts. We have the trucking. Mm-hmm. We have the equipment. We have the real estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have rental. Mm-hmm. No, it was just that some tech when the tech business now. Um, that's so. That's yeah, so. Touch it, 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 and I'm always gonna say that's an incredible <laughs> amount. Of and the fact and the stocks in it too. It's a fair money to them or something. So right. And and every it's every business owner's owner's dream to have several streams of income, right? You are doing this in real time. You're achieving that. You have and are currently achieving that, right? So with this model now, um, you know, a lot of youth nowadays, they they tend to think that because probably they aren't making as much money as they should. They, they turn to to other means. I'm sure you know exactly what I mean. Right? Yeah. And I say, man, live sweepstakes life. You understand? Corona and what they must do. But at the same time, Tajay, you, you're you're a working and you're a visual representation of the fact that um, you know it's possible, right? Mm-hmm. Starting with the nine to five and then from the nine to five into business as a serial entrepreneur so your influence in the mm-hmm. space around you know certain communities will be vital to the youth so um, my question to you then is you know when is Tajay Mohan going to start you know assisting the youth when is when is he going to uh, start speaking to the youth you understand because <laughs> them, them, them need it yeah, well, I'm the type of person. I'm really an open book because I, I I believe because there's a lot of people that I help come into some form of business, even to become a competitor to myself. And you know, I wish them well because there's a thing that I always believe in: a cake is big enough for everybody. So I don't have no form of reason to to uh, feel like I can stifle somebody else. But at the end of the day, what I tell a person is that listen. I will help you with all the information I need about it. The difference between me and you is that I am me and my personality and my mindset and how I sit down every day and think about my business is not a guarantee that you will do the same. And I believe that in hard, hard work really make all the difference. And when I say hard work, I don't mean that 
you work for a site and expect so you're going to be successful, but you know the yeah. cap to whichever market that you're in and you put in, you know the level where hard work will take you to. So yeah. if you're in a, in, a, in a business that have a, a, a very high ceiling, you know that the harder you push at it, you'll definitely move faster than the next man that just um, just sitting down and exposing. Is hard work alone the key though? Because we know uh, we operate businesses. We know that hard work alone. It starts it start from hard work. And let me right. give you a perfect example. Mm. Let's say me and you sell bag juice and me sit down and down tree, I sell it and you stand up at the roadside and sell it. What do you think? I will sell, I will sell more. Roadside? Yeah, the, the, man, the man where you stand up and I, and I sell yeah. it on the road. Because I had an idea, he might go to the customer, you sit down on the tree, cool out. Actively looking for market. Yeah, so is the man we're putting out the more, and then the next one he said, Oh, he must sell more bug juice more than me. And we did the same location. Mm. But the answer is, He must do more than you. And true, in, true. A, in a competitive market like this, you have to be different. People nowadays love convenience. So you have to re evaluate your business to find people, go to people, and please your customers. Because the thing that makes a lot of business um, don't, don't reach them full potential now is they ignore the, cost, the customer's needs. At the end of the day, uh, COVID came and you know, people feel like they could operate the same way, which you know, customers know in the initial stage uh, were skeptical about face-to-face. So now you have to change your business model to know that. I've got social media, I've got online, I've got to send them a letter. Mm. You just have right. to change the game. You, know? you can't just feel like, say, oh, COVID come, not now go on. You know? so you have to really see, see the problem and mm. have the enough drive and passion to make it for, for change. And that's what we did. We have, we, we have um, as I explained, we're, going, we're now stepping into the tech field. So, my business, my auto part business, you can actually stay your house, you order your parts, you get it if you want mobile servicing, we come to come put it on for your vehicle. So, oh. you know, we're doing things different than everybody else at um, all times. So, so that's Nin- everybody. Oh, sorry, continue. My bad. Yeah, so 90% of our ve- person that buy our motor vehicle, they never, they, the only time they see it is on them comfort. And that is the level of confidence they have in us. And it's because of the level of work that we put in and the, how we treat all our customers. But they are by AD Wagon or by a BMW, we get the same amount of respect mm-hmm. as we, we value each and every customer. Yes. So sure. that's the equivalent of you going out into the road and selling the bag juice versus the next yeah, one. So that, just... is, that is my hard work. Yeah, man. Wow. So, because, you know, as I say, I have a lot of people start care business with me and them, them know. Excel at it as much as I do, but I in a day every day it's on my mind. I, I don't take a day off. I work 24 7, 365. I work on days that don't even exist, <laughs> maybe <laughs> not, not, not um, physically working as I say, because mm. in a day, yeah, is the business nowadays is, is mental, that's a good precursor into the next topic, then, Tajay, because you say I work 20. 24 7 365 days for the year. I know how it feels to be thinking about your business continuously to the point where you stand up on your face. Sometimes you stand up and pause to finish my thought. Like it, it's that bad. Like me, me stand, me sit down, I'm stand up for about 15 minutes. I'm a think about everything I'm thinking about from my business and then move after that. I don't know if something wrong with me or if it's something that happens to every business owner, but I know that feeling. You understand? And, but mm-hmm. at the same time, um, mentally, it can be draining and physically it can be as well, right? Especially working year round, not taking a break, right? So two things I want to ask you, you know, if that demand that the business has on you affects your relationship with family and two, um, how you mentally train yourself to operate in your business year-round? All right. When it comes to family relationships and all of that, it, it's, as I, as I said, 
a business is like your family, really. Especially when you, when you, when you view it like me. It's, it's a part of my family. It's a part of me. I, I am the business in my head. So what I what I had to I I I have and still do is after have people around me that understand exactly who I am, it, what the sacrifices that I make, and them just have to understand and just work with it because then I I value my business very very highly. So it could it's in the top three things that I, I admire and, and love the most. So for me, you know, to when I, when you ask the question if I in working so hard if you're draining. Honestly, the only time I feel overwhelmed and brain drain is when I have issues that I can't fix. And issues that I can't that I can't fix. I mean I mean like it's not in my powers to fix where, you know, sometimes oh. we have a we have a vehicle. When I do electrical work, we have a vehicle that have an electrical problem. Mm-hmm. It becomes a stress to me because it hard for really find people to come come and do your work in a timely manner when you want to do and spend as much time and have the passion and energy for getting your work done. In a sense, so if very that is this level of stress that I have, but to get up every day and go work and to do what more to do is 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 a passion of mine. So I don't it don't even feel like work. It just feel like a normal day. And and a thing that kind of keeps me seeing is a lot of entrepreneurs them get up very early. My type of person. I get up five o'clock or six mm-hmm. o'clock every day, but mm-hmm. I don't come out of bed until like ten o'clock. <laughs> so, so that's that kind of Yeah, so I, you hardly ever hear me reach a work like nine o'clock. Like ten o'clock, me just uh, get up and go have a shower because I just put all of my thoughts together. Put and as I said, when I just start uh, we I have a a good team, so I can leave the business and know that it's in good hands. Oh, but, okay. so, but, oh. so I just sit down, I just get up in the morning, do my planning, talk to the developers, talk to whoever I need to talk, send instructions, send emails, and then me watch some YouTube video. If I if I miss out on a series, I watch that until ten o'clock, and then I, I get up. So I'm not an early bird like that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so and, 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 and you're really. Like, Mm-hmm. And you're really, you're really at that sweet spot where your businesses can operate, yeah. without, right? So you, because of that, now you can actually have a little bit more time for yourself. Um, and that's why I could start real estate because I had an idea. Right. All right, let me, let me give you a little small how my, how my, my, my life is from basically from January start. I wake up five o'clock. Uh, I do what I need to do in it. Until around 10, I get up, put on my gym clothes. And in any free time I get during the course, I go to the gym and just go go to the shop, monitor, go to the sites, monitor that. If I have to go bank, I go bank. And that's it. So in not really sound, li- listening to that in a sound like, it's hard, but at the end of the day, everything still falls on my shoulder because in the deadlines have to meet, um, targets have to meet, customer issue, mm-hmm. uh, management, and the biggest thing in every business is money management. Uh, so yes. yeah, mm-hmm. I have to do, be doing all of these things. So when I say work, I don't mean say, let me go shop with service, not care, I'm not going to sell none. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to drive none. I, talk. I can do it if I want to. But right. I have to think about the, big, the bigger, the bigger the things big- I know. Right. I know right. If, if the suppliers don't get paid on time, if... If um whatever we have to do don't get done, that follows on me. So I have to make sure mentally be managing all of these things. So I like to be, I love, I have to be in, in control of the business, even if I'm not there. And that's why the reports are important to me. But, you know, a little funny thing that happened sometime last year. At, at my shop, I had a, um, I created a restaurant there. You know, in a chicken shortage and then something that one. Yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah, right. create, I created a small restaurant at the shop and I was running it for a little bit. But you would you believe me that the restaurant business stressed me out more than everything else? <laughs> literally. Oh, like, oh, oh, how come? 
it's like you have to grow and you have to buy vegetables. Because I idea if you have no chicken, if you have no um, rice or whatever you need to cook in your kitchen, you can't, you have no business. And so you have to go all over the place, go to market, or send people to market, or they might do foolishness. And, you know, it, it's like it was difficult. And then managing all of these small, small moving parts. It's it very difficult. Yeah, some of my things really have to just be in there for understand, say, a small business like that is very hard. And and you know me, I'm very self-sufficient. So that I think I see in I had a, a, a chicken pen for that I raise my own chicken. And that's the worst part of it. Because, <laughs> you know, when you really understand these things and you have a little man to do it and, you know, feel like you come work today, the chicken is dead by your money. Oh. They're very fragile, so right. if you don't them every day, and then if you give them too much water, they're dead. If you feed them too much, they're dead. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. Yeah. it's like a whole nine yard. And I say, you know what? I just um, rent out it to a professional, and they're running it good. So, up to now. So, what I get at now is the lesson that I learned from that was, you know, I would never do another small business in my stage. Because it takes a lot more time and energy to do a small business than to do a big business. Mm. To understand what I'm getting here. Literally, so if, 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 if you can do a big business, you know, it makes sense to do a small business. Because it takes the same amount of time and probably more, more energy. Because, you know, you, you can create more systems to manage a bigger business. Than a, than a small one. But, but back to the, in terms of the, the, the restaurant thing, this mm-hmm. meant a question to say, have you, what type of, you ever had regrets in business? Uh, the regrets I have in business was really the not taking certain risks and mm-hmm. not understanding fast enough, not growing, certain, um, not growing in knowledge fast enough as what happened. We talk about maybe eight businesses now, but if I continue the shipping business, probably that would be nine or one of the big businesses right now. Mm-hmm. So I regret so I never, I never understand and know exactly what to do to get that um, fully organized and, and operational right now. Because shipping and logistics would... right now in Jamaica is everybody have a career company now. Yeah, and I was in it when it, it was fresh. So yeah. if, I, if I still had it, I know that it'll be something great right now. Mm-hmm. And with the knowledge I have now, I guarantee that we'll be winning at that too. But it is not a business. I will go back into because they have a lot of moving parts. So yep. I don't I, I don't regret I don't regret not being in it. But if mm-hmm. I if I if I went through and and held on to it, I know I would have been great at it. Alright, so we we on the last stretch, Taji, um, of the interview, um, a lot of information has been shared. Um, I like the fact that you're very transparent with what you say, right? You, you don't you don't try and pretty it up. You know, yeah. yeah, you make it known that this is it. This is the reality, right? So, and because of that, you now um, I can imagine that a lot of people would like doing business with you. So, you know, in wrapping up, um, what I like to say is um, I appreciate the fact that. You actually took the time um, and spent with us for this 40 minutes, 50 minutes here. Um, you have eight other businesses that you could have spent the time on, right? And um, on behalf of Slow Jay, we thank you, right? The, the last thing, the last thing um, is we're going to place your social media handles in the description, right? But there are too many businesses <laughs> that know list out how many services you have for each so so here's what we're gonna do we're just gonna ask you to send the links to whatever social media pages um you have or probably even your websites right i will just list them yeah. on the description and if any of our listeners need their services they can access it from there because when i think you ever sit down i list out the whole of the service them for all your businesses for the motor vehicle thing, we basically have it like where 
everything I can think of in terms of motor vehicle. We're a, a, a central vehicle hub in Manchester. So that's number one. And you know, if Kamara told you about the app, the ClickAway app where I work on now, Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I really believe that that's gonna be the next biggest thing, and that was really fueled by the real estate business, where you know it's very hard to find reliable, skilled professionals to do whichever task, and you know, so we work, we start working on that app from there, and we have you know the the Atlas Motors app where you can go online. Well, that's not fully um, launched either, but you can go online if you view the past them that you want. You can schedule servicing. You can view car, pay deposit on it if you want. Uh, get all the documents if you're going to get a loan to the bank. So we're trying to make the business very uh, oh. customer friendly and accessible to anybody anywhere in Jamaica we are. Excellent, excellent. All right, Ajay. Um, massive, massive motivation there for a lot of business owners definitely um, you have any last piece of advice you want to give to them for the listeners out there um especially well, business it's business is not easy and we, we really talk about the good parts of it right now but mm. you know it, it's very hard to get up get up every day and just keep pushing it's very brain draining it's very physically draining so if I if I'm to give anybody doing a business some advice is really to find what you love, find what your passion is, and then every day will be like a normal day rather than getting up, going to do a nine to five or going to just do some way to just to provide for yourself. And don't feel like every 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 business or most businesses already have been established. In this in the marketplace right now, so it's, it don't matter what it is. You just go out, do, pick pick something that you love, and just do your best at it, and just keep pushing, and it will work, guaranteed. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right, Ajay, much respects again for joining us on the podcast. We look forward to hearing more about you, more about more adventure capital. Um, definitely, we're gonna keep in contact. Um, you know, follow follow your journey, see where it's going. But um, for now, um, we thank you and enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Oh, you too. Take care. All right. Exactly. Take care. All right. That's it. Got a pocket full of OG. That's a grand bag. Burn it slowly. Nothing but Nelly Ginobili. I gotta hustle. I get no sleep.